Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Friday, March 11th, and this is People Every Day. I'm back. Hey, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, and I'm here fresh off of a week with my family at Disney World. Yes, we decided to go big and surprise my son for his seventh birthday, given, you know, the last two years of basically canceling his celebrations due to quarantining and COVID chaos. So after so much planning and reservation hunting, it was a truly magical week, you guys. Dance parties with goofy lightsaber battles. We ate dinner up in space. I'm telling you, believe the hype. And I hope you enjoyed hanging out with Charlotte and Nigel. But yours truly is happy to be here with you again and eager to get into what's swirling around on that news feed. Yesterday in Chicago, former Empire actor Jesse Smollett was sentenced to 30 months of felony probation with the first 150 days to be served in jail for staging his own hate crime and filing a false report with police. This comes five months after being convicted on five counts of disorderly conduct. You may remember that Smollett, an openly gay Black actor, was originally indicted in March of 2019 for disorderly conduct and filing a false police report after claiming that one night while on his way home, two men in Black masks attacked him with bleach while spewing racist and homophobic slurs. After an investigation, it was believed that the attack was staged and the two men were paid $3,500 by Smollett. Upon the sentencing, the 39-year-old actor stood, removed his mask, and passionately addressed the court. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of Black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you, and I respect the jury, but I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. Now, this story continues to have wild twists and turns, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if there are new developments to come. CNN anchor Jake Tapper is addressing the controversy around Prince William's misquoted statement regarding the war in Ukraine. The prince was quoted by royal correspondent Richard Palmer inside the Ukrainian Cultural Center in London on Wednesday, saying, quote, It's very alien to see this in Europe. We are all behind you. The reporter's pool report also indicated that, quote, William and Britons were more used to seeing conflict in Africa and Asia. The comment sparked instant criticism online, and the 52-year-old Tapper was one of the many social media users in the chorus. So Tapper tweeted a photo of Wallace Simpson and William's great-uncle Edward, the Duke of Windsor, shaking hands with Adolf Hitler with the caption, quote, read a book about your own family, dude. Tapper deleted that tweet after it was later revealed that Prince William had been misquoted. Palmer addressed the confusion in a video on ITV saying, he doesn't appear to have compared it to conflicts in Africa and Asia. In the chaos, a remark he made was misheard, starting a social media storm. Apologies for reporting that online. And he shared the original video of the prince and his remarks. It should be noted that William and Kate have been outspoken in their support for Ukraine and President Volodymyr Zelensky. 
And now, if you thought that story was full of he said, she said drama, just wait until we get into our next story, all about a prime location house divided. It is the end of an era. Flip or Flop, the popular HGTV home renovation series, which first premiered in 2013, is airing its final episode next week. I'm sad, you guys. The show's stars, not-so-friendly exes Christina Hawk and Tarek Almusa, who share two kids together, both expressed in separate statements how grateful they are for the show. I, for one, am a big fan of Flip or Flop. I love me a good home remodeling, and I'm just sad to see it go. So joining me now to take a trip down memory lane and relive all of the couple's wild ups and downs of the past decade is People's Mackenzie Schmidt. Hey, Mackenzie. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on. Well, more than 90 million viewers have watched Flip or Flop. It's been an impressive 10-year run, and People got some exclusive reporting about why the show is coming to an end, despite everyone still being so infatuated with it. So a source told People yesterday, right after the news came out that the show would be ending, that Tark and Christina are generally cordial, but the show was just too intimate of an environment for them at this point. They got married in 2009. They split publicly in 2016, took a couple years to finalize their divorce, and they have two kids together, Brayden, who's six, and Taylor is 11. They've both moved on since. Christina married Aunt Anstead, who is the host of Celebrity IOU Joyride, in December 2018, and they have a son together, Hudson, who's two. But they split less than a year after his birth in September 2020. And Christina is now engaged to a new guy. He is a realtor named Josh Hall. And then Tarek, of course, has moved on with Heather Young, now Heather El Musa, who is one of the stars of Selling Sunset. And they got married just this last October. Take me into some of the challenges that they faced. An obvious one is their very public divorce in 2016, following just a harrowing altercation with a handgun. What happened there and and how did we get to this moment? In 2016, we found out in December that they were splitting. That's when it came out publicly. They had been really having some difficulties since at least May of that year. And there was an incident where the police were called to their home for a possibly suicidal male with a gun. Tarek had taken a handgun from their home, shoved it in a backpack, and reportedly ran out of the back door and jumped over the back fence of their yard into a hiking area. A witness told people at the time that Christina was crying and shaking and she ran to the next door neighbors and she called 911. The police responded to that incident. There was a helicopter called and from the helicopter, the police were able to give commands to Tarek, who was on this hiking area and mountainside which he followed and returned to the house. But it was definitely a harrowing incident and something of a breaking point for their relationship. Just so wild. HGTV is pretty sanitized. So I remember when this hit, that was like, wait, what? Right? It has certainly slowed down a bit for them, but they've always had like that little bit of edge, that little slice. They've been working seemingly amicably for years. They started the show when they were married. And then they got divorced and they continued to film it together, which was a surprise to a lot of people. Clearly, they've gotten to a point where it just wasn't really working anymore. I mean, I think they got to that point. What was it last year with the whole, the quote, washed up loser? Yeah, it was reported on set that there was a pretty big blow up in which Tarek just unleashed this verbal tirade on Christina, comparing her to Heather, his now wife, and calling her, quote, a a washed up loser, according to TMZ. 
people confirmed that that incident occurred. The details were really not great look for Tarek. The source told people after the fact that he was super remorseful, that he, quote, lashed out. But the source also noted Christine and Tarek are exes. They share a history and children and a workplace. But outside of co-parenting their kids, they're not really friends. Yeah. But what now? Flipper flop is ending. It's been 10 seasons, which is a good long run. And they both seem really proud of what they've accomplished on the show, the crew. They're both very much still on TV with their own hit series on HGTV. Christina has Christina on the Coast. That is her solo design show. So she helps clients transform their outdated properties into high-end spaces in her sort of signature SoCal style. And Tarek has Flipping 101 with Tarek El Musa, where he mentors first-time flippers, helping them sort of avoid costly errors and using his expertise to renovate a property to sell again for a profit as quickly and efficiently as possible. Goodness. Well, Mackenzie, thank you so much for taking us through that craziness. Of course, no problem. It's Friday, and you know we've got some music for you. I have been listening to that new song, Sweetest Pie, by Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa. It's pretty catchy. Take a listen. Caesar, Milan, I got his train. Try to let a dog know who really running things. You've never been to heaven. I could listen to those hardworking women all day. And speaking of that, later in the show, we have to address Kim K's comments telling women to get off of your you-know-whats and work. Believe me, I have some thoughts. But first, right after the break, we keep it going with the music news as we sit down with Drake White to talk about his incredible journey of recovery from a nearly fatal stroke and preview his new album, The Optimistic. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. We are back, and well, in August of 2019, singer Drake White suffered an almost deadly stroke in the middle of a performance. I was music editor at the time, and remember editing the story about his ordeal not long after it happened, and he was just starting recovery. Now, after years of surgeries and physical therapy, the 38-year-old Making Me Look Good Again singer is back with his new album, The Optimistic, out now. And with us now for New Music Friday is Drake White himself. Hi, Drake. Thanks for being here. Uh, Good to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Drake, at the time of your collapse, doctors said you might never perform again. So tell us a little bit about your recovery over the last two years and how that journey inspired this album. I suffered basically a hemorrhagic stroke. When it ruptured on stage, that caused my whole left side to be paralyzed. I couldn't feel my left hand, my, my left foot. And I basically had to relearn how to walk. My wife was a huge part of that. She came in and and basically helped me physically move my leg to get me back on my feet, literally. All I wanted to do was write. Right when I started wanting to write all all this music, the pandemic hit. My publisher was like, uh, well, nobody's really 
meeting up to write, would you be interested in writing on Zoom? And I said, man, I'll write in Morse code. I don't give a So this album is the result of just pushing through adversity and pushing through challenges. I know the whole project means so much to you, but which songs would you say you're most proud of on The Optimistic? In the heart of this record is Hurts the Healing. And uh, the very first Zoom write, Allison Belts Cruz and Aaron Chaffin popped up and we had never met. And Aaron told me this story about his mom and dad having a, having a car wreck. And uh, they were on the brink of a divorce. They were in a very bad spot in their marriage. And that car wreck put them side by side in a hospital together. And it was that tumultuous time that healed their marriage. They've now been married 30 plus years and have like three or four kids. So he said, I've been watching what you've been going through, Drake. And I can only think I wanted to bring this idea to you that maybe the hurt, maybe the hurt is the healing. There's a lot of fun uh, in the record, but that is the heart of the record is, is Hurts the Healing, and I'm very proud of that song. What's next for you on tour, and, and where can listeners go to see you back back at it, back on stage? Right now, we're out with uh, Whiskey Myers, uh, which is a, a great Texas rock band. We're out there touring, and this is what I love to do. The fact that there were people that said that I may never perform again. It's just so life-giving to be out here. Just go look at drakewhite.com and our, our schedule's on there. I love it. Thank you so much for sitting with us for New Music Friday. And everyone, be sure to check Drake White's new album, The Optimistic, available now wherever you get your music. To say that Kim Kardashian is receiving backlash for a comment she made about women getting out and working is an understatement. In an interview with Variety, this is what she had to say. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. This statement immediately went viral and... She wasn't alone, I should say that. If you hear, she did receive some backup in that interview from her sister, Courtney, who was present, as well as sister Chloe and mom, Chris Jenner, who manages the women. The family was, of course, promoting their new Hulu series, The Kardashians, which makes me wonder if this firestorm was all part of the master plan. Days later, there are still comments and stories pouring in on social media from alleged previous employees of The Kardashians to women activist groups and others just calling her hypocritical. Well, to break down this story with me today, I'd like to welcome back to the show People's Senior Reporter, Lene Brody. Hey, Lene. Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. Well, first off, what a way to commemorate the week of International Women's Day in the midst of Women's History Month, right? <laughs> Knowing what we know about this clan, do you think this was a strategic move to get people talking ahead of their TV return? I honestly feel like when I watched it back and listened to it back several times and all the sisters, you know, backing her up, I'm very passionate about it. I watched it. I work my butt off. I know you work your butt off. I know lots of women who work their butts off. It is offensive. And the fact that all her sisters are backing her up, why are they not in the headlines too? Look at Skims, look at Good American, you know, look at what these women have done with these brands. Give credit where credit's due. They have worked their ass off. However, there are a lot of women who work their butts off 
day-to-day, hour-to-hour. You want to give advice on to how you built your business, how to get investors, how to make good sales, how to take meetings, how to network. I'm here for that. And I would so much rather have heard that from them. But this advice, I want to scream and I can't even watch it without cringing and wanting to throw up. Who do we think she was talking to with this? Where do you think this could have been coming from? I will say, I feel like the younger generation gets a really bad rap right now. You know, that they're just like, look at these Instagrammers, right? I I say that sometimes. I'm like, I see these social media stars and I'm like, wait, where did I go wrong? (laughs) They're making triple than I am and they're like 10 years younger than me. So I, if I had to guess, that's who she's talking to. Maybe she's frustrated, but the way that she worded, especially during this time, during this month, you know, when we just had International Women's Day, like, girl, come on. There are some golden responses out there, and and one that keeps bubbling up is from writer and producer Michelle Amore, who tweeted, quote, Rich splaining when a person who hasn't experienced poverty gives you patronizing advice on how to get out of poverty. <laughs> now, this is, is not the first time the Kardashians have shown themselves to be a little out of touch when it comes to their privilege, right? So take me into some of the past situations. Okay, so Kylie, self-made billionaire, right? I look at someone like, I don't know, think about like Ali Webb who started Drybar, right? I remember when they opened and I walked in the door and I was like, this concept is genius, right? Like these are the people that we should still be celebrating. And, uh, you know, God bless that you were given money to start these businesses and you had those funds. But like, I want to also be looking at people like, you know, who have nothing and have built billion dollar companies. You brought up Kylie and the self-made billionaire. And, you know, people were calling out at the time that, yeah, you're, you were on a show and you've been on a show since you were a little kid because your sister is famous because of, you know, multiple reasons. You're not starting from zero. You're starting from there. Think about how many single moms are out there working three to four jobs to keep food on the table. It's really disrespectful, in my opinion, to people like that. And again, I want to make it clear. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Kim is a very hardworking woman. But there's a lot of hardworking women. And I just think we, we as women need to come together rather than throw them under the bus. I believe that across the board. And that to me is not having women come together to be celebrated. This story just keeps going. And there are people now posting their alleged experiences working for the Kardashians. Some showing job listings for unpaid internships that claim to be for some of Kim's businesses. And then there's Jessica Defino, a woman who claims to be a former editor for the Kardashian apps in 2015. And she posted on Instagram that she, quote, worked days, nights, and weekends, could only afford groceries from the 99-cent store, called out sick more than once because I couldn't put gas in my car to get to the office, and was reprimanded for freelancing on the side. Like, ooh. Now, while these stories aren't verified and haven't been addressed by Kim yet, there are a lot of them popping up. So, Lene, what do you think they'll do next if things just don't settle down out there? I do think she should issue a clarification and apology or something, you know, like... She's a very nice girl, okay? Like, if you've met her, if you've talked to her, and I don't think she meant it the way it did. Like, I I keep saying, I really think if given the opportunity to backtrack, she would, but it wasn't just her. It was her other sisters, too. It really should be all of them held accountable right now. I don't know about you. I don't have one friend who I could say is not working very hard that's a female. One more person who has a hot take is not a woman. It's Mr. Trevor Noah, who addressed the controversy on The Daily Show last night. So let's take a quick listen to what he said. Well, here's the thing 
that maybe Kim Kardashian doesn't understand. It can come off as extremely condescending to tell women that the reason they're not successful is because they're too lazy to get off their asses and actually work. Because yes, Kim Kardashian works hard, but you know who else works hard? Most women. But what their asses don't have is Kim's luck to be born into a rich family with a famous lawyer parent and an even more famous Olympian step parent. And all the access and the connections that that brings you. I'm pretty sure this like sums up our entire conversation. I don't know about you, but when stuff like this happens, it makes me want to distance myself, meaning not watch the show. And I have a feeling a lot of women are feeling that way. So it'll be really interesting. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today, Lene. I, for one, appreciate all of your hard work day in and day out. Likewise. Well, as much as folks feel like Kim Kardashian's latest comments do more harm than good when it comes to empowering and inspiring women, I am still hopeful for the next generation of Kardashians, but also of women in general. Recently, for a segment on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Kimmel's team interviewed children on the street to gauge their thoughts on gender inequality. You know, typical kid stuff. But it was way more insightful than I could have ever imagined. And I think it's definitely something to make you smile. Why do you think that women make less money than men? I think these are very underrated because they can do more, but people expect them to do less. Do you think women are not as good at jobs as men? They're very good and they work all the time like my mom. Who works harder? Moms. Why do you think women make less money than men for the same jobs? I don't know. The world's just a messed up place. That last little girl, man, she got me. (laughs) Can't argue with her at all. You guys, it was so great to be back with you today. I want to thank Charlotte and Nigel again for filling in for me. They were so great. I am so ready for the weekend, though. Yes, I know. I just had a week off. But a vacation with two kids under the age of seven is wonderfully exhausting. If you know, you know. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll be back on Monday to recap the biggest stories of the weekend on People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Madison Lesby, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Amy Machado, and the great team at Pod People, edited by Morgan Foose and Carter Wogan. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs, with help from Eliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, executive produced by David Blumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. <laughs> 